Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 837, for Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. This is the BGG Top 10 edition, a quarterly look at the top 10 ranked games on Board Game Geek. This data is from January 1st. Well, we have a game falling out of the top 10, and I think it will be a permanent fall had a couple of games bubbling in and out over the last year, but finally they've pushed this one down. After spending a year at number seven, and then the last two quarters at number nine, down to number 11 is Gaia Project by Helga Ostertag and Jens Drogemuller, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.156. That is a five-point decline for the quarter, a 20-point decline for the year, and its fifth consecutive decline, during which it has lost 21 points. Gaia Project had an 18-quarter run in the top 10, that's four and a half years, during which it peaked at number seven, in addition to the year it spent uh, basically in late 2021 into early 2022. It has spent another quarter earlier in 21. And its peak rating was 8.177, which today would be good enough for only number 8. It had 14 consecutive quarters of gain in its rating, which is exceptional. It is, in fact, the game that has gained continually the second longest, next to only Terraforming Mars, which ran 16 quarters in a row with no loss. And yet, the moment it started losing, and it has only lost 21 points, it has started to tumble and is now out of the top 10. One of the games that has worked to push it out moves back up one spot to number 10. It was number 11 last quarter. This is its third quarter in the top 10, Spirit Island, by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with a rating of 8.158 which is just two points more than Gaia Project, but that's a five-point gain for the quarter, which means a 10-point swing between the two games. It is a 27-point gain over the course of the last year. Also moving up a spot for the second quarter in a row, it re-entered the top 10 last quarter and now climbs one more to number nine in its fifth quarter in the top 10, War of the Ring, the second edition, by Roberto Di Meglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepotello, published by Ares Games, with a rating of 8.160. That is just two points more than Spirit Island and four points more than Gaia Project. And yet it had a four-point gain in the last quarter, which is a nine-point swing between itself and Gaia Project. That's why, even though there's no real contention coming up from below at the moment, Uh, Gaia Project is unlikely to reverse the trend between itself and these other two slow-climbing, long-climbing games. There's also a one-point difference between War of the Ring and Spirit Island, which means that Spirit Island is in the process of overhauling War of the Ring on a more permanent basis. Uh, Last time that trend reversed when War of the Ring had a gain that was seven points more than Spirit Island. But over the course of the last year, 
It was a 25-point gain for War of the Ring. That's two points fewer than Spirit Island. Uh, from two years ago, there was a nine-point difference, and from three years ago, 10, or 20, rather. So it seems inevitable that Spirit Island will put War of the Ring in its rearview mirror. But both of them are climbing on the next game on the list, repeating at number eight for the sixth consecutive quarter, Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.168. Eight points more than War of the Ring, 10 more than Spirit Island, and 12 more than Gaia Project. That is a one-point decline for the quarter, and five points down from last year, and yet Rebellion has been very consistent. If you go back two years ago, it actually has a rating that is nine points higher than two years ago, but only eight points higher than three years back. That 12-point gap between Star Wars Rebellion and Gaia Project is exceptional because basically they've been side-by-side for almost four years uh, in one position right next to each other uh, with Gaia Project above most of the time, but Rebellion more recently. But over the last year, that gap has really started to accelerate as Star Wars Rebellion continues to be quite consistent, whereas Gaia Project's losses are accelerating. Going back a year to, uh, well, to last April, you have Rebellion five points behind Gaia Project. Then in July, it was two points ahead. Then in October, it was eight points ahead. And now that gap has expanded to 12. So finally, Star Wars Rebellion has surpassed Gaia Project. Now it has to worry about the next two, because its gap to War of the Ring has shrunk from 23 to 13 to 8, and its gap to Spirit Island has shrunk from 19 to 16 to 10. It may still be a couple of quarters before the other two catch up with it, but eventually they will. Well, again, there's only 12 points separating those four games. As we go to the next tier in the top 10, we see a massive gap of 69 points between the number 8 game and the three games, or arguably four, clustered above it. Down one this quarter to number 7, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.237. That is a 14-point decline for the quarter, 21 points lost in the year, and that's after last year gaining over 200 as it went into the top 10. It is a sudden and dramatic turnaround from the game that had just been heading for the stratosphere. It was number four two quarters ago, number six last quarter, number seven this quarter. It's third consecutive decline during which it has lost 33 points total. After three quarters at number five, down one to number six, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.248, 11 more than Jaws of the Lion. That is a decline of five for the quarter and 26 points for the year. In fact, it is on a run of seven consecutive quarters of decline, during which it has lost 39 points altogether. But The delta between Terraforming Mars and Jaws of the Lion is nine points this quarter, after it was four last quarter. 
uh, one point the other direction for Jaws of the Lion two quarters back. And then it was a 19-point swing for Jaws of the Lion three quarters back. So it's really this unpredictable what exactly is going on with Jaws of the Lion, whether it's going to continue to uh, accelerate its decline or, again, there was a blip where it went completely the other direction earlier in the year, earlier in last year. Uh, meanwhile, taking advantage of all of this decline and inconsistency between uh, Jaws of the Lion and Terraforming Mars is the game that jumps up two spots back to number five, Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition by Christian T. Peterson, Corey Kaneska, and Dane Beltrami, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.251, just three points more than Terraforming Mars, 14 more than Jaws of the Lion. That is a two-point gain for the quarter, its second quarter of gain, though over the course of the last year it has lost 11 points. So comparing their yearly performances, these three games, Twilight Imperium, Terraforming Mars, Jaws of the Lion, uh, we would expect that maybe Twilight Imperium has cemented itself above the other two games. Uh, that remains to be seen as there is quite a lot of volatility in this range. I would like to point out that, uh, and we'll talk about Twilight Struggle here in a bit, but Twilight Struggle, of course, was number one on the site for a really long time. Its peak rating, the highest rating it ever got, was 8.243, which would put it right here in the middle of this dogfight, in the middle of the pack in the top 10. It would be actually in seventh, five points behind Terraforming Mars. And yet when it was number one, no one could contest it. No one was close. It's just a difference of the way people are voting compared to the way they were uh, rating things 10 years ago when it reached that mark. Just an observation. Repeating at number four for the second time in its third quarter in the top 10, Arc Nova by Matthias Vigge, published by Capstone Games, with a rating of 8.280. That is 29 points clear of Twilight Imperium and all of that hubbub in those few positions, but only a nine-point gain for the quarter. This coming on the heels of an 88-point gain in its second quarter in the top 10. That small gain really seems to suggest strongly that Arc Nova has peaked. Unless it has the sort of same sort of long tail that we've seen from other games, like Spirit Island and War of the Ring, and Gaia Project even, or a game that we'll talk about in just a moment, it doesn't seem like it's going to be able to put together the constant adding to its rating that will get it out of the number four spot. I could be wrong. Repeating at number three for the second quarter, Pandemic Legacy. Season 1, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.414. That is 134 points, more than Arc Nova. It is a 6-point decline for Pandemic Legacy this quarter, which is actually the smallest decline it's had in over a year. It has lost 29 points in the last year, 23 points, the year before that, six points the year before that. 
It's the 18th decline that Pandemic Legacy has had in the last 19 quarters, during which it has lost 87 points total. Its gap to Arc Nova has shrunk from 246, two quarters back, to 149, to only 134. If we take this 15-point swing that we see this quarter and extrapolate that, I mean, you're talking nine quarters before Arc Nova bridges that gap. So it needs to accelerate its gain, or at the very least continue it, and sort of hope that the games above it accelerate their declines. That's not likely to happen with this one at number two for the second quarter, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with a rating of 8.433, 19 more than Pandemic Legacy, a gain of three points on the quarter, which matches the smallest gain it has seen yet, but it still expands its lead on Pandemic Legacy from where it was last quarter at 10 points when it captured the number two spot out to 19 points, and it has gained 15 points over the course of the last year. This is the 13th quarter in the top 10 for Brass, and it has added to its rating every quarter, which makes it the third longest-running game to have done that. Second on that list is Gaia Project, as we just discussed, with 14 quarters, and again, Terraforming Mars, which did it for 16 consecutive quarters. Remains to be seen whether Brass can do that. I will note that this is just among games in the top 10. I think it's pretty clear that War of the Ring has had 40 or more quarters of continuous gain, which is why it is able to be here in the top 10 and still adding rating despite being so old. But it's remarkable to do it from within the top 10. It's remarkable that War of the Ring is doing it too. However, repeating at number one for the 21st time, Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with a rating of 8.446. That is 13 points more than Brass, 32 points more than Pandemic Legacy, and a 17-point decline, right in line with where it's been the last few quarters. It has lost 65 points over the course of the last year. This is its 16th consecutive decline, during which it has lost 175 points. The gap to Brass has shrunk from 54 to 33 to 13. And that's with a 20-point swing this quarter. So really, it seems like almost a lock. It's hard to imagine anything other than ratings manipulation that will keep Gloomhaven in the number one spot next quarter. Meanwhile, its gap to Pandemic Legacy continues to shrink steadily from 50 to 43 to 32. At that rate, it will be three quarters or before the end of the year that Pandemic Legacy also will repass Gloomhaven. But that's yet to come. Let's take a note of what Gloomhaven has accomplished this quarter. Because with its 21st quarter on the list, at number one, it surpasses the mark that Twilight Struggle set of 20 consecutive quarters at number one. Gloomhaven captured the top spot January 1st of 2018. That was its first quarter. And now here it is five years later, notching its 
21st. So yes, it sets the mark, it sets the record for the longest-running game at number one on this list. This list, though, only goes back to 2007, which is a long time, but not quite as long as Board Game Geek has had a top 10 list. And if you go back into those mists of antiquity, from mid-2002 on, Puerto Rico was the number one game. It was not dethroned by Agricola until sometime much later. So uh, while I don't know exactly how long Puerto Rico was number one, its total was somewhere between 26 and 29 quarters at number one. And it really doesn't look like Gloomhaven's going to get there. However, that takes nothing away from the remarkable run at the top that Gloomhaven has had thus far. For Wednesday, January 4th, 2023.